Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks. My name is Stephen Bashong. I'm associate editor at Solar Power World. On the line today is Andrew Savage. He is chief strategy officer at All Earth Renewables, a Vermont-based company that manufactures solar trackers and works as an EPC. Thanks for spending some time with us today, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Our subject today is breweries that have gone solar. Uh, Most people like a drink from time to time, but that's even better when it's an ice-cold beverage from a brewery that uh, uses renewable energy. Interestingly enough, this is a trend among among beer companies, from mainstream brews down to the local or regional craft beers. Uh, Solar Power World is based in Cleveland, so we have quite a few of those. Uh, Solar Plaza recently released a list of the top 40 breweries using solar energy. Many of them are here in the U.S., the largest being the Miller Coors Brewery in California, which has a 3.2 megawatt array. All Earth Renewables has been involved in a few brewery installations, working as the EPC for installations with the Alchemist and Woodchuck Hard Cider. And uh, those are the projects I'd actually like to talk about today. So first, Andrew, uh, maybe you could tell us just a little bit about All Earth Renewables for those who are unfamiliar and maybe a little bit about yourself, too. Uh, Sure thing. And thanks again for having me on the program. Um, Yeah, All Earth Renewables is a manufacturer based in Vermont of a dual access solar tracking system for both residential and commercial scale projects. Uh, We have 80 plus dealers around the country. Uh, installing our product and we also develop our own commercial scale projects mostly in the 60 kilowatt to 500 kilowatt range but I've done several multi-megawatt product projects with our product as well. Um, I've been with All Earth for nearly five years and uh, am thrilled to be with the company and be in the, in the solar industry. Great, so on the topic of uh, this webinar, why according to your experiences uh, are breweries going solar? Sure. Well, I think first it makes good economic sense. Um, As you know, our industry can now offer to companies a range of options for going solar. Um, We can offer them the opportunity to make the investment themselves and own the solar system and earn an ROI that is uh, pretty generous when it comes to a comparison to the stock market, etc. Or we can also bring them third-party financing, which means that we can go to a company offer them the ability to go solar and really minimize or make the risk almost nothing when you fashion the term of a power purchase agreement. And so the economics can really make sense for a brewery. Uh, Second, it it makes good marketing sense. Um, Customers are demanding local ingredients, they're demanding a high quality product, and I think increasingly they want to know that the energy use for the products that they're purchasing are sustainable. And so those two, both the economic sense and the good marketing, make the choice to go solar simply good business sense for these breweries. Um, I also think that uh, breweries are typically pretty shrewd and savvy in their business practices, particularly the smaller breweries. They have investigated and explore reusing waste. Uh, They often deploy creative marketing tactics. They're very customer-oriented. And they're nimble, and they can make smart decisions like going solar. Your most uh, recent uh, solar installation was at uh, the Alchemist, makers of Hetty Topper. This was a 150-kilowatt installation using all-Earth solar trackers. Can you tell us why the Alchemist uh, wanted to go solar in the first place? Yeah, sure. Um, They are located in Waterbury, Vermont. 
Um, and their original location was a brewery and a pub, and that was actually flooded by Hurricane Irene. That was one of the worst natural disasters in our state's history, and it, um, it essentially flooded much of that downtown area. I was actually there helping folks just a block away from the alchemist, digging out of this flooding, and it was absolutely horrible. Water was above your waist, and it went through the, this entire neighborhood. And the alchemist owners um, saw this firsthand. They were flooded out of their brewery. They rebuilt. They rebuilt stronger than ever, much like the state of Vermont did from that storm. Mm -hmm. And I think understood acutely from that experience what we need to do to transition our energy uh, economy. And so they saw firsthand the impacts of climate change, and they recognized that um, they had the opportunity to do something by going solar. And um, when we approached them, um, they were very receptive. The, again, um, they understood the economic sense that they could save money by going solar. They understood the marketing sense that they could do right by their customers by going solar. So it really was a win-win. And I think in particular, they had a firsthand experience that uh, drove them to understand the impacts of climate change and the need to uh, use renewable energy. Yeah, if you had an experience like that, I feel it would be difficult not to do something. So it's really, it's really good on their part that they've they've made this change. I think um, they found that. Yeah, I think they found that exactly. You know, I want to ask. I understand the uh, installation is off site. So if you are a brewery out there and and maybe you don't have land, uh, there there are potential ways uh, to deal with that and and still uh, either use solar energy or build an array off site. Companies uh, that do this use a uh, a program through their utility called net metering. And I understand that uh, the Alchemist does this. Um, I, I was hoping maybe you could just explain, uh, Andrew, how that works. Yeah, sure. And I think this actually gets a, a particular facet of net metering that's particularly important, which is remote or group net metering. We call it group net metering in Vermont, but, but in other parts of the country, folks call it virtual net metering, etc. So first off, you need to have a net metering policy to make something like this happen, which allows a customer to produce energy. And when they are producing energy, they use it. And when they're not using when they're not using the energy that they're producing, they can actually get credit for what they've produced and sent back to the utility. It's sort of the basic economics of net metering. And virtual net metering allows for a system to be located uh, off-site or not necessarily directly interconnected to the customer. And that's what we did here with with the Alchemist. They have a pretty densely um, uh, in. Uh, they have a pretty densely developed lot and didn't have the opportunity to put solar on the ground. Um, I don't believe that their roof was either large enough or equipped for solar. And so we actually found them a location um, in another region uh, within the same electric utility. And so uh, we're able to work with a landowner and they produce solar energy for the Alchemist. And they're really, really proud to be doing so. Do you know offhand uh, how many other states ballpark figure allow virtual net metering? I know it's not all of them. Yeah, it's really a sort of a complicated equation because yeah. everyone has a different, many of these states have different facets. Like, for example, in Vermont, the rule is that you can virtually net meter as long as you're in the same electric utility. So it could be clear across the state as long as you're in, different, you're in the same utility. Um, in Pennsylvania, there's a certain requirement of, being a, of the project having to be a few miles away, uh, three or four miles away. 
in, 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 in eight or nine states, there's the opportunity to do this, but there's different caveats and restrictions on how, um, how it can be deployed. Further supporting the idea that solar is really a state-by-state -state issue. It totally is, yeah. And, and, and you know, I think what we need to do is look at some of the best practices uh, of states that have really made certain policies work and why they work. And in this case, um, I think virtual net metering is a vital, vital tool for, for businesses going solar. So it really is a good sort of public policy tool for helping businesses save money, have marketing opportunities, etc. All right. So it's not Friday yet, but I want to get back to talking about beer. Um, so, so I want to talk about the business aspect of breweries going solar. Do, do breweries make good solar customers? I know the commercial market uh, can be a difficult one to access when it comes to financing. Yeah, I think that they do. And in fact, I think the industry has been a bit hamstrung um, too often by the question of bankable off-takers. And we're doing a bit of a disservice by categorizing sectors um, out of the opportunity to go solar. I think breweries can show if breweries can show a good balance sheet, um, they are a great opportunity for um, for investing. Um, I think that some breweries also might have the interest in using some of their own tax appetite and investing in solar themselves and and reaping that opportunity. So I mean, let's face it. Just like people need energy, they also need beer, and I think the two go hand in hand. <laughs> uh, but also on a more serious note, um, as we mentioned, Vermont is lucky to have one of the policies for virtual net metering, and that actually really helps with the financeability of projects because let's just say you uh, chose a, a customer, uh, a commercial customer that did go out of business. It happens. We all hope it doesn't happen, but it does. You can then actually just take that project, flip the switch, and assign it to a different commercial customer. So um, it's another reason why virtual net metering is such a vital policy tool, and it helps expand the opportunities for uh, commercial customers to go solar. That's a really good point, Andrew. So we know that breweries and, and wineries, too, uh, around the country are going solar. It's definitely good marketing. Um, what other industries can you think of are, are like these two, wineries and breweries, uh, industries, you know, ready to go solar today? Sure, yeah. A number come to mind. Um, ski areas, actually, in particular, um, I think are a natural fit, both given the impact that climate change has on their business and given their customer-oriented focus. We've actually worked with a number of ski areas, including Smuggler's Notch and Craftsbury Outdoor Center. I think tourism-based businesses, I think food-related businesses, um, in particular where they're trying to sell themselves and their, often their product or what they're offering as a more green or a more sustainable alternative. Um, I, I think increasingly, unless you're hawking coal or oil as your product, there's a lot of good sense to consider going solar. I mean, look at Walmart and Costco two of the nation's leading solar customers. You don't have to be a scrappy little brewery for this to make sense. I mean, Walmart has installed 142 megawatts of solar in 348 locations. I mean, that's uh, 348 locations is a lot of solar. And, and Costco, it, it, as another example, has uh, installed a lot of solar along with IKEA and another, an, a number of other major retailers. So, you know, I think there are some natural fits, and I think ski areas and, and, and food-based businesses and tourism-based businesses are some low-hanging fruit. But you look at some of the big companies around the country and around the world, and they recognize, uh, again, the economic benefits of going solar. Very true. 
So if there's another uh, EPC out there listening to this and they have a, a, a great brewery down the street that could be a, a potential client, uh, what advice would you offer them about working with a brewery? Sure. I, I think uh, two things. I think first is making the sales pitch really clear and easy to understand. We have to remember that solar is not their business. That's our business, right? And uh, they have a job to do, which is to to uh, brew great beer and and distribute it and sell it. And so when you're coming in with a solar proposal, you can't make it um, rocket science for them. You've got to really make it clear and make the proposition very clear because, again, it's not their business. So in order to occupy some of their time for them to consider this, you've got to make it appealing right off the bat. Uh, second, I would say, is to find an internal champion. Um, I think to bring a project across the finish line for a commercial customer, you've got to have someone, whether it be someone involved in marketing who understands the marketing benefits, someone on the financial side who understands the economic benefits. You've got to have an internal champion that can bring something across the finish line like this. Hmm. And like you said earlier, a lot of these breweries are, are priding themselves on their sustainability. So if you find something like that on their website or on their social media channel that, that, that makes it seem like they're interested in this sort of thing, it, it could be pretty easy to find that champion within, within a brewery company. I think that's exactly right. And that's how uh, we've developed relationships with both, with both the Alchemist and Vermont um, uh, Hard Cider Company, which makes woodchuck hard cider and in fact one other aspect that i've found is we worked with the main beer company and they installed solar on their on their brewery barn roof but they actually put two solar trackers out front and they just loved the fact that the solar trackers were visible from the road that they could draw customers and it was a very very visible statement about their environmental and economic position from from the company so, final question. I'm sure everyone's curious. What's your What's your favorite craft beer? <laughs> well, uh, I'm from Vermont, the land of craft beers. So, I think I'd get in trouble if I told you, or <laughs> or or at least close a few doors for potential new customers. Um, uh, let's just say I like to sample around a bit. All right, I'll, I'll stick with the we- same safe answer for the Cleveland beers. Although yeah. there's there's one brewery in particular called Platform on Lorraine Road in Cleveland, and it's 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 great beer. They change their they change their recipes all the time. So good stuff. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's great to be on with you, and and thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much, Andrew. Really appreciate all of the uh, insight you offered today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Andrew Savage is Chief Strategy Officer at All Earth Renewables. My name is Stephen Bashong, and this is Solar Speaks. Thanks for listening. 